0: Welcome back to SEWCT, I'm Chef T, your host. Thanks for joining me right here on the platform. Today, we're gonna to do some recap, dive a little bit into Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger, COVID-19 and, and all the results in Asia and what that means. Uh, I found an article on scmp.com. Thought this was pretty interesting as the coronavirus pandemic. I came across this website when I was looking pretty much at the stock market. <laughs> on one of their news platforms and this popped up. So yeah, that's basically it. I also would like to do a little quick recap for SCWCT. So just kind of starting from episode 440, which is the health benefits of Lotus Seed. Make sure you check that out. Episode 441 is about the U.S. food supply is faced with five threats. And those five threats, you definitely want to know. Episode 442, Simply's Cooking eBooks to download. So basically I downloaded a bunch of eBooks about a week ago. And it was also around the same time that I had collabed with makeup artist, celebrity makeup artist, Cassandra McClare. And that was also a part of that whole collaboration that i did with her i wanted to make sure these 10 ebooks were up for the giveaway that we uh, did for the winner that won so um so they had access to these uh downloads on my site but definitely check it out i have paleo vegan keto a bunch of new new ebooks up there Episode four four three: The benefits of collards, collard, collard greens. I get into a couple of recipes, some uh, nutritional talk. Definitely check that out. Episode four four four, four four four. I thought I said it four times. Um, <laughs> is uh, about the five eating disorder reminders during COVID nineteen. Episode four four five: The health benefits of cranberry. Episode four four six: The new bill. Well, not new bill. Well, yeah, I guess it is a new bill. Uh, I'm not sure if it passed already, but it's the bill that includes cannabis businesses during the coronavirus cannabis businesses and coronavirus relief program. So uh, making sure hopefully they are covered too, uh, because they are considered essentials, just like your liquor store and grocery stores, because they're up and running and people are going to dispensaries, you know, because of anxiety and whatever emotional feelings they're having to get relief from their uh, use of cannabis. So check that out. That that was a great episode as well. They're all great episodes. They're talking about different things. So whichever you like in terms that would interest you, definitely check it out. So you can uh, either read a little further, download some links, do a little bit of your own research based off of what I'm talking about. That'd be great episode four four seven it's all about the health benefits of elderberry i thought that was a really interesting one as well so if you're out foraging for elderberry listen to this one and most recently i spoke about the chia app are helping consumers with food during COVID 19 and that was episode four four eight most recent one let's dive into this article Again, this article is found on scmp.com. It is titled Impossible Foods Beyond Meat. I bigger cut of COVID-19 driven growth in Asia's plant based food segment. Asia represents 44% of meat consumption globally, and this number is projected to grow by 70% by 2050. Impossible Foods executive. Beyond Meat's highly successful IPO has raised considerably interest in alternative proteins among Asian investors, Hong Kong Fund says. So this article is written by Ryan Swift. A few days ago, the battle of the market share in Asia's meatless meat sector is heating up, even amid an economic slowdown driven by COVID-19 lockdowns, which have badly affected the restaurant industry. Industry participants agree that public concern over health and food safety in the wake of pandemic will boost the long term fortunes or of alternative protein makers such as Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat, the two best known manufacturers. The pandemic, along with the African swine fever, which decimated China's pig herds, are expected to accelerate consumer adoption. Moreover, interest among Asian entrepreneurs has grown alongside that of Investors and consumers. Last month, Impossible Foods stepped up its expansion efforts in Asia with the relocation of Nick Halla, a senior vice president, to Hong Kong. Halla said in an interview that Asia represented 44% of meat consumption of about 700 billion pounds, 317. 5 billion kilograms globally, that this number was projected to grow by 70% by 2050. If you want to have an impact, it has to happen in Asia, he said. Adding that Impossible Foods revenue grew sixfold fold in 2019 on the back of opening in Singapore and expanded restaurants distribution in Hong Kong. On March 16, Impossible Foods announced it has raised US $500 million in Series F funding led by South Korea's Myra Myray Acids with existing investors Horizon Ventures, Singapore's Samasek and Kosala Ventures. I think I pronounced that right. If I didn't, sorry. Joining the round, Hala said he has... He was pleased with the presence of a Asian Ventures Fund. We wanted to get knowledge of Asian markets and make connection, he said. Hong Kong and Singapore are great test beds for us to learn. Hollow declined to comment on a potential initial public offering, but said that with the recent funding round, the company had the money it needed for expansion, so far impossible foods has raised US 1.3 billion. Hong Kong tycoon Le Kai Xing was an early backer, investing in Impossible Foods through his private equity unit Horizon Ventures. As a result of the difficulties faced by Hong Kong's food and beverages outlets. Halas said that partnered restaurants were now selling Impossible Foods five pound blocks of alternative mince beef products directly to consumers in the United States. He said the company plan on retail sales in Asia soon as supply chains develop. On March 3rd, Impossible Foods announced a 15% price cut in the U.S. for its main product, its beef Replacements. On April 16, it said it would be retailing its alternative beef product in 777 retail outlets across California and Chicago, a five fold expansion in its U.S. retail presence in Asia to meet region specific demand. Impossible Foods will roll out pork and sausage replacement products. Hollis, Hollis said, he added that uh, setting up its own production facilities in Asia was only a question of when. To help bring down costs and scale up production in possible foods last year, signed a partnership with US meat processing giants, OSI, which has more than 348,000 square meters of Production space in China more than twice the size of its uh, U.S. facilities. Impossible Foods' own production site in California is a 6,000 square processing plant that produces tens of millions of beef replacement products every year. Halla said, "Who added the Impossible Burger would even consider having a production site in or near Hong Kong?" Theoretically, there is no reason not to. Hong Kong consumer consumes uh, three billion pounds of meat a year. That's a big reason why we started here, he said. The meat assembly part, where you put all the pieces together, that can be done anywhere. Beyond Meat and possible food's biggest competitor has aggressively expanded in mainland China on. April 21st, Starbucks China announced that it it will offer plant-based alternative on its menu from Beyond Meat, which is represented in Asia by Green Common, found founded by Hong Kong entrepreneur David Young, who also owns Omni Pork, a pork replacement product aimed at the Chinese market. Beyond Meat's share price jumped. 16% on the same day, the company, which is listed on the NASDAQ, saw its share price suffer during the market collapse in March, but it has been a steady gainer since then, rising from US 54 on 54 million, I believe that's what it is, uh, on March 18 to 8846 On April 22nd, it has received investments from Bill Gates and Leonardo DiCaprio. Last month, Ethan Brown, Beyond Meat's chief executive, said he was committed to producing the company's products in Asia by the end of 2020, regardless of the impact of COVID-19. Beyond Me's highly successful IPO in May last year raised considerably interest in alternative proteins among investors, said uh, Julian Ting, uh, Hong Kong-based Vice President of Lever VC, a venture capital fund focused on alternative protein startups. Ting said funds were now coming into lever from Asia-based family offices that see the long-term need for such food sources ting said that the lever vc had a database of about a thousand alternative protein companies with just under half base in north america about a third in western europe and the rest spread between latin america israel and so forth um, he estimated that 50 were based in asia and but The number was rising quickly, he said, and he said Beijing had called for a reduction in meat consumption in China. Meanwhile, Singapore government has adopted a plan to reduce food imports by 30% in part by producing alternative proteins in the city state. Hala, who grew up on a dairy farm in Minnesota, said governmental concern over scarcity of land and uh, growing population, uh, combined with the health concern over meat production would help drive the plant-based meat business forward. Pretty interesting article. Uh, Link is gonna be in my podcast description here. So please feel free, click that link when you get a chance. If you wanna read further, my thoughts are as you see stuff like where we're going through now, COVID-19, this huge pandemic, obviously is not gonna be um, the first, the last. Things like this will continue. And uh, if we start to tackle the things now in many of our industries, not not, not just food, uh, hopefully it can uh, impact the world globally on um, you know just a higher scale so that we can support more sustainable uh, innovation that can help create better health for our, our earth, uh, just better health in general just for everyone um, on a global scale, for the world, for animals so forth and so on. So, um, I th- personally think that the ingredients used in Impossible Burgers should be re-evaluated and maybe tailored just a little bit. Um, I don't think I'm the only person that, that, don't get me wrong, Impossible Burger is absolutely more delicious than the Beyond Burger. But for some reason, when it comes to gut digestion, I do a lot better on the Beyond Burger than the Impossible Burger. And I'm curious to know if that's the same for you or whoever's you know whoever's listening to this podcast. Um, impossible burger has a lot of soy in it and i'm not certain if it's i I actually don't remember if it is um gmo free or not so i'm not gonna say it is but i I just know it has like soy isolate in it it has there's like two ingredients of soy in it and i just feel like it's just a lot of soy i'm not a huge soy fan um just because it just doesn't sit well with my gut if there is an alternative to that ingredient for them to be just for them to actually make this product and still have, you know, good quality and taste to it, I'm interested to see if they're able to make those adjustments. But a lot of it has to do with money. I know, um, cost of making stuff, you know, can be expensive. So hopefully, as they continue to grow and expand, maybe they can start tailoring you know, adjusting along the way their recipe for um, people like me, I guess (laughs) they're not just going to change it because of me. Anyhow, hope you love this article. Link is in the description in the bio. Feel free to click that link. Catch you guys on the next one. Enjoy your Saturday. Stay safe. Thanks for joining me. Simple leaders right here on SEWCT. I'm Chef T. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Oh, thank you.